You're listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast, where we discuss current events, social issues, religious trends, and noteworthy news from a biblical perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Soker. This episode is being released on November 30th, 2023. And this is the last episode for the month of November, so we're going to be doing our monthly news roundup. Instead of focusing on just one story or topic in this episode, we're going to cover a few different stories from the news this month. So this week, we're talking about how valuable your teenager is to Instagram, how abortion leads to depression, and an infant in the UK who recently died after government officials refused to allow her parents to pursue medical treatments elsewhere. For links to these stories, as well as some related materials, check out the show notes for this episode at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash 113023. Now for our stories this week. First story. Instagram addicted your teenager because she's worth $270 to them. From Chris Barton writing on the Terms of Service blog. Late on the night before Thanksgiving, Facebook and Instagram, which is owned by the company Meta, unsealed almost all of the redacted lines from the recent lawsuit in which 40-plus states alleged Meta knowingly harmed teenage mental health by addicting them to their platforms for profit. He says, I've been banging the drum on this issue for years, that Facebook is actively, not passively, choosing profits over users' well-being, often with people giving me the side eye like I'm peddling some wacky conspiracy theory. Well, now we have it straight from Meta's mouth. They knew they were harming teenagers, and they ignored this harm because of the immense profits. Later in the article, it says this, according to a 2018 internal Meta email, your 13-year-old is worth $270 to Meta. I've mentioned Chris Martin here before on the podcast. His blog, Terms of Service, which is where that article is taken from, is the same name as his first book, Terms of Service, that discusses the impact social media has on us. If you have not read this book, Terms of Service, I recommend you checking this out. I have a book review on the Plain Bible Teaching website if you want to read more about that book, and there will be a link there to where you can check that book out. Also, his second book, The Wolf in Their Pockets, this is another one I've talked about before, and I have a review on the Plain Bible Teaching site. Both of those cover the same ideas. That second book, The Wolf in Their Pockets, is more about pastors or church leaders and how they can help the people in their congregations who are heavily influenced by social media. But that first book, Terms of Service, that's more of a general overview of this topic and has a lot of helpful information and helpful ideas in there. But a couple of months ago, Chris Martin announced that he was going to stop writing on his blog after writing on social media for so long and all the problems that are associated with it. I understand how someone would be burned out and ready to walk away from it, but When this story broke, this was such a big story that he came back and wrote on this, and that's the article that he shared that we're talking about here today. 
So I encourage you to check out his article that's linked in the show notes. It's filled with screenshots containing quotes from Facebook or Instagram or the meta company showing that they knew they were addicting teenagers and other people as well. They knew it was harmful, but they did it anyway because they knew how valuable each user was to their bottom line. So a couple points here. The longer you can keep your kids off of social media, the better. There are so many problems with these platforms and kids are being intentionally manipulated by these platforms in order to increase profits for these companies. So I'm not going to say that there's a hard and fast rule that until your kid is such and such age, they shouldn't have social media. But the longer you can put that off, the better. But another reminder for us in this is that when you don't pay for a product, you are the product. Facebook or Instagram or any of these other platforms, they are free to use because you are what makes them money. You are the product. And they will do whatever it takes to maximize the lifetime value of each user so they can keep making money off of you so that more ads and you can be targeted for more of those advertising dollars that which is how they make, where they make their money. Now, I'm not saying that you should get off social media. I use social media, even Facebook. I've never had an Instagram account, but I use Facebook. I use other platforms. But if you use these platforms, be mindful of how you're using them and be aware of what it is potentially doing to you or, if you're a parent, doing to your kids. And also check out that book, Terms of Service. Again, that is a helpful read on this topic of social media and how it affects us. The second story. Study confirms one in three women worldwide become depressed after abortion. From Life News. One out of every three women who has an abortion develops full-blown depression because of her choice according to a scholarly review of data tracking post-abortive women around the world. The occurrence of post-abortion depression was found to be highly prevalent, concluded a meta-analysis published in BMC Psychiatry in October, in which researchers reviewed 15 studies involving 18,207 post-abortive women globally. Later in the article, it says the findings revealed that the worldwide prevalence of post-abortion depression was estimated to be 34.5%, the meta-analysis revealed. Planned Parenthood has often normalized abortion by claiming one in four American women will have an abortion by age 45. Experts found that one in three of those women will develop depression as a result of their abortion. In some nations, the share of women who feel depressed after undergoing an abortion is as high as 85%. So this study showed that a third of women who have had an abortion will develop depression as a result. And in some countries, that number is astronomically higher, as high as 85%. And this is not a coincidence. God's design for women is to bear children, not to abort children. 1 Timothy 2 and verse 15 says, But women will be preserved through the bearing of children if they continue in faith and love and sanctity with self-restraint. 
childbearing as part of the role that God gave for women. And Paul reiterated that later in that same letter in 1 Timothy 5 and verse 14. We talked about younger widows. He said, Therefore, I want younger widows to get married, bear children, keep house, and give the enemy no occasion for reproach. This is the natural role that God has given for women, and it involves, part of their role involves bearing children. And in his letter to the brethren in Thessalonica, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, he used the natural love of a mother to describe the love that he had for those brethren in that place. Beginning in verse 5, He says, For we never came with flattering speech, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed, God is witness, nor do we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, even though as apostles of Christ we might have asserted our authority. But we prove to be gentle among you, as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children. Having so fond an affection for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives." because you had become very dear to us. Why would Paul use a mother, in fact, a nursing mother, as an example here of love? Because, generally speaking, there is no greater or more natural love than that of a mother for a child. The development of depression after abortion is a sign that these women know, deep down, that this is not right. They should be bearing and raising those children, not aborting them. However, that drastic disparity between what it is here, those numbers here, and what it is in some other countries, shows just how much feminism and that idea has brainwashed women in this country. Feminism teaches that children are a threat to you fulfilling your purpose. The Bible teaches women that children are a natural part of you fulfilling your purpose. Now, obviously, it's not that all women will have children. Not all women even can have children. But this is the natural arrangement that God has established. And society, and particularly the feminist movement, fights against this. And so they promote abortion, as if that is something good and natural. But it is unnatural. It is unloving, and it is against God's plan and the role that God gave for women. And the fact that women become depressed oftentimes after an abortion is a reflection of this. Third story. UK infant Indy Gregory dies amid legal battle with British government over treatment options. From Fox News, a terminally ill baby in the United Kingdom who was the focus of a legal battle involving her parents, British health officials, and the Italian government over treatment options, died Monday morning in hospice care. The infant had suffered brain damage because of a rare condition known as mitochondrial disease. The child's doctor said her life support should be removed to allow her to die at a hospital or in hospice, but her parents continued to fight for her to remain on life support hoping that experimental treatments may extend her life. The Italian government had solicited permission for her to be treated in Rome. Italian officials even granted citizenship to the baby amid the legal battle over her health care. Doctors claimed that Indy was not aware of her surroundings and was suffering as they argued she should be allowed to die peacefully. Legal challenges were rejected by British judges. 
Andy's case is the latest in a series of legal battles in the United Kingdom between parents and doctors over treatment for children with terminal illnesses. British judges have repeatedly taken the side of doctors in cases about the best interests of the child, despite parental objections to a proposed treatment option. This is an example of government officials who have put themselves in the place of God. They refused to allow parents to take care of their own child, even though it meant killing that child. Now, generally speaking, I try not to get into political discussions here. Not that I don't have political opinions, but the focus here in this podcast is to study the Bible and see what the Bible teaches. But we are also talking about how the Bible relates to the things that we encounter in the world around us. And the Bible absolutely warns about the danger of civil governments who expand their power so much that they replace God. And we won't get into that in detail here. I will refer you to an article that I wrote that will be linked in the show notes called The Ever-Expanding Civil Government, A Biblical Perspective. The Bible warns about a government that becomes a god for the people. And in the case of this story, rather than fulfilling their God-given role or focusing on that, which is punishing evildoers and protecting the innocent, in this case, the government had taken over the healthcare industry. And for some, that sounds like a good thing. Well, why wouldn't that be good? You can provide healthcare for all these people. But then something like this happens. And government officials are the ones who are deciding who gets to live and who doesn't. So the UK government decided that this child should die, even though the parents wanted to seek other treatment. And the Italian government even granted the child citizenship and offered to bring her to Rome for treatment. But the British authorities, they said, no, we're going to overrule all of that. Many people, even some Christians, want civil authorities to take on more duties and more power beyond what God talked about and authorized and ordained in his word as the role for civil authorities. They want them to have more power than that. They want them to have more things that they, are, that they do or that they are involved in so that they can provide everything that we need in this life. But be careful. Because civil authorities, they have a necessary function in a world that has been corrupted by sin. God has given them a role. So they fulfill that role, or they are to fulfill that role. But they make a terrible God. They cannot replace Him. They cannot be the ones who are the givers or the takers of life. We do not want that. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I hope you found this to be interesting, informative, and helpful. For links to the stories we talked about and other related materials, visit the show notes for this episode at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash 113023. If you have a moment to rate and review the podcast or share it with others who might be interested, that is always appreciated. And if you're listening to this, remember that we also upload video versions of the podcast to the Plain Bible Teaching YouTube channel. So if you prefer to watch these on video, then that option is there for you. And if you are watching this on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to the channel so you can see the other videos that we post here from time to time. 
And if you see a news story or have some topic that you think would be good to cover here on the podcast, send that to me at andy at plainbibleteaching.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Also, be sure to sign up for the Plain Bible Teaching Weekly Newsletter. This free newsletter will be delivered to your inbox each Friday with articles, podcasts, videos, sermon outlines, and more. Visit plainbibleteaching.com to subscribe today.